0: Hey everyone, welcome to Handing the Shame Back, a show dedicated to amazing survivors like you all across the world. We know that there are many of us out there and this is just dedicated with big love and support to you wherever you are, so that you've got somewhere safe to land, should you ever need it. My name's Gloria Masters and I have a wonderful guest for you today. And before I bring her to you, i would just like to issue a trigger warning and as you know we do this because we're talking about child sexual abuse and i don't want you feeling triggered and unsafe if that happens could you please stop watching go to the show notes below and you'll be guided to resource and support Da da, da. i'd love to introduce you now please to the amazing Cheryl Hunter. She's all the way from Los Angeles. She is an author, she's a media expert in that she helps people bring their stories to the world in such a beautiful, polished way. She basically helps others share who they are and what they do. So, Cheryl, hello.
1: Hello, Gloria. I'm so thrilled to be with you today, thank you.
0: Oh, thank you. It's uh, been a been a little process for you and I uh, trying to coordinate calendars and things. so I'm delighted that you're here. Thank you. So uh, Cheryl, we know you know there, there's uh, there's a lot of this going on out there. Um, and anything, maybe one thing you say could help a person. In terms of a light bulb moment, or suddenly the clarity is there. So, I guess when you're comfortable and ready, just as uh, little or as much as you're ready to share would be great. Cheryl, tell us about you, uh, the childhood sexual abuse, kind of where it began, uh, who, who it was, all of that.
1: Thank you, Gloria. So I grew up in a very sheltered remote part of the Colorado Rocky Mountains on a, on a horse ranch and I was very very naive and very sheltered and I uh I I later uh, you know you talked about me uh like I'm just going <laughs> to dive in here uh, you talk about me being a media expert and sharing, helping others share their message with the world. I started out sharing my message with the world. I didn't actually start out that way, but I was kidnapped as a teenager, and I. It was later. Law enforcement told me that they think they were traffickers who had something go wrong, and eventually they let me go. But at years earlier as a teenager i was raped and there were it was my first uh, any kind of rom- you know the, i'd never had any kind of romance or kissing or petting or anything and it was the first experience in in anything in that direction uh and i see how it set the stage for the kidnapping to occur uh now before or lest anyone think I'm I'm blaming or indicting myself, I'm not in any way after the kidnapping. Part of my recovery was I recognized that I wasn't the first person to go through trauma. And rather than just reading about it in a book and seeing what others had done, I wanted to forge a path and figure out a way through on my own. I felt that the process of discovering a path forward would be cathartic, and it was, in fact. One of the things I did was volunteering as a big sister. Another thing I did was volunteering at elder care facilities, and I did both for a decade and very full-time but as i saw and spoke with those who had gone through trauma i i ultimately after just listening to them and hearing their stories i codified what worked and didn't work in terms of helping people recover and created my own educational framework which which was the message initially i'd taken out to the world but what i learned in the process gloria was that people who experience trauma, specifically sexual assault, rape, and those types of violations, particularly when we're young, we tend to have that recur in life. And for me, I'd originally felt, by the time it happened the second time, which was the kidnapping, I thought Something is so horribly wrong with me that this kind of violation would recur. I must have a sign on my head, or I must be so damaged in some way, or I must be being punished by God. Oh, the, the litany of things that went through my mind. But when I learned that there was, this was a phenomenon, is a phenomenon, that survivors and victims suffer, it gave me an immense amount of freedom. It wasn't some personal shortcoming. It wasn't something I had done wrong. This is something that occurs with frequency. So, I say that because uh, my journey to freedom i've I've wanted it to become a journey that others can take, and I want to my wish is that this conversation will provide some freedom where it can
0: It's amazing uh, can I just take you to something you've said because I think anything that's really powerful just to clarify first first. Uh, if if okay with you, Cheryl. How old were you when you were first raped as a teenager?
1: Well, I was 14.
0: 14. Yeah, see that that's that critical time, isn't it? And I'm not uh, please survivors watching hello beautiful ones. Um not saying that there's a good time to have any of that occur. But it's really tough. I wanna I wanna if um if it's okay, Cheryl, I'd like to look at that link because there are stats actually that show us that if, if you were abused once, and I think it's for um girls under twelve, children under twelve who have been sexually abused, are more likely to be abused again in life, not once but twice once uh, before the age of 16, and then again after the age of 16. So I was just thinking about what you were saying in that link, and I'm I'm thinking, gosh, that's, you know, it's quite interesting. What do you make of that?
1: I've just, look, anecdotally, I've experienced it but i i've 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 seen it i my my work then for for many years far more than a decade was helping survivors mainly survivors of sexual assault rape and trafficking and it just it was that was just what was expected that was that it's happened more than once i uh I paused as you answered the or asked me this question because I I thought of, you know, the brilliance of handing the shame back. How it happens once and I we become so shame-bound. But then it happens a second time. And I think that ensures our silence. And it's this tricky. Just again, it's a phenomenon that keeps us captive. And it's I I I I've I've explored a lot about captivity having been physically held captive because the the irony was after i became free i felt more captive than ever and what i've learned is that the captivity of the mind is far more pervasive than the pernicious the, the, the intractable than the than the captivity of literally being physically captive and part of the captivity is that shame spiral that invariably occurs if we've been uh, abused in such a way, and it's a funny phenomenon I don't know funny is not the accurate word, but you know as you're speaking about my experience and me being 14 there's a secondary shame there like how dare i I'm, it's not l- literally but you know this this thought comes up like how dare i speak with you and people that were uh had this uh, uh, unthinkable abuse as as toddlers and children about a, being a 14 year old at the age double the age at which people are married off you know into this horrible sex slavery and things but look it is what it is uh, you know I, i'm i'm not going to uh, perpetuate the shame by adding a layer of my own but it's 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 an it's an amazing thing shame how it keeps us silent and captive and self incriminating and 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 all
0: well it's interesting you say that because there's a couple of things and uh thank you you're just doing beautifully beautifully well thanks Cheryl the first thing is that you know when you consider it the abuse occurs in silence Mm. secrecy is ensured because we were children and and anybody under the age of 16 is a child, just FYI. and that so and that silence is ensured and then shame is immediate because a we paraphrasing let it happen. no we didn't. we had no power. So there's you as the 14 year old, there's the perpetrator. there's the power differential is huge. As an adult, yes, we can look back. But the reality is we were 14 or younger. And, and the point is, shame will always take the gold. And that is what keeps us trapped. And that is what keeps us hidden. And that's what keeps us silent. And all of those those things, as you know. So the other thing, too, is we call it comparative suffering. And you've already identified this. It's such a waste, Cheryl, because it may have been a one time, or it may have been a hundred times. Guess what emerges in us as survivors is the exact same trauma responses. So I've got you there. Stop comparing. We all yes. have trauma response.
1: It's such an interesting thing, as we're having this conversation. I'm recontextualizing something that occurred. Uh, we had a babysitter who uh, I was six or seven, and she was a much older person, but still a girl. Yeah, I mean, meaning like not a, an adult.
0: You mean like an older teenager sort of thing? Yes,
1: yes. yes and she uh did something i i have literally never told anybody literally and never not my parents nothing i was so ashamed of it i felt like such a quote bad girl you know at the age of like 6 7 uh I, you don't uh, there's the 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 language is just so childish. She performed oral sex on me, and I remember being horrified. Just breathe. Literally, never told anybody that. Um. Just breathe, honey. And thinking that you know, God.
0: It's okay. But I
1: had done something, quote, nasty, you know. But as we're going through the thoughts about linking prior sexual assault, I've looked at that. I mean, I'm just sure the context is for, uh, you know, it's a probably quite universal context, like I did something bad, you know.
0: Yeah. And look, the things though, just as you're speaking of, of course, um, of course, it's going to emerge. And you know, you're safe, and you're so so brave, and you're giving permission for our beautiful survivors watching, who may also have, not deliberately diminished or minimised, but made less of what did happen. And that actually was sexual abuse, as you now know.
1: Um So, yeah. I've thought, well, I mean, it, I literally haven't thought about it. I, I would have, if I had thought, well, there was no penetration. But let's, <laughs> at that age, I, yeah, no, <laughs> just no. No. Huh. That's anyway,
0: abuse. that's sexual abuse.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: Um, Cheryl, really um, honor you for that, um, for sharing. Thank you.
1: Thank you for the space to um, observe. And frankly, this safe space you create to share, if there's something one of the things i've i've learned you know i told you i codified what worked with all these survivors in more than a decade and and created a framework to help people overcome uh, the impact of yesterday's trauma and one of the things i find is incredibly cathartic is being able to speak our truth and i don't mean trauma sharing which oftentimes people might misunderstand that as Uh, I mean, inside of a safe space, and again, Gloria, thank you for creating that. Inside of a safe space, being able to claim and own and speak and be heard and known for that. Not that we necessarily want to be known as a victim or known as a survivor, but known, which is distinct.
0: That's because that's the core of you and everything about you, special survivor, is and to all of you beautiful ones watching, is everything about you has led to this moment. You could not have experienced what you did and be able to do the work you now do had you not been able to unwrap and, and demystify. So thank you, because that's really powerful for us as survivors. And too often, you know, when we contextualize sexual abuse, it's a very good point you raise. It's not actually... Penetration is, if you think of a continuum that's only physical sexual abuse there's also non-physical sexual abuse showing children child sex abuse materials uh showing children genitalia masturbating that's all considered child sexual abuse
1: of course of course forgive my uh Oh, no, but Maivete you gave a tea on that I'm yeah
0: I'll, I'll send God. you the book. it's all in there but thank you. look it's a it's huge and uh just I'm I'm so uh honored
1: for trusting and thank share. you Gloria. thank you.
0: Okay, so are you okay for us to move? We've, we've probably got about... Um, Anything, yes. Five, five eight minutes left in this part. So um, one of the things I guess I was interested in, in knowing, because this is something sometimes when, as children, we've experienced the abuse... And as teenagers, as we've experienced the abuse, it becomes bigger and bigger in us until the, the narrative is, uh, there must be something about me, as you so aptly coined. I'm wondering, were you ever able to share any of that, I'm talking about the 14-year-old, with a parent or a, an adult that you trusted?
1: No, not at, the time. not at the time. I felt too ashamed, uh, and I I didn't share it. One of the things I did a cathartic. I, I found it cathartic to create uh, something uh, like some artistic expression. I'm a I'm a writer and an author. I used to write TV, and and uh, I've written several books, but I. I wrote a book, um, a coming of age novel that had a lot of the elements that I'd experienced, uh, as a, as a, as a teen, as a girl. And, um, I, I shared it with my mom and she read it. Um, I, had written it during a writer's strike, a, a previous writer's strike back in 2007, 2008. I had sold a TV show and suddenly had been writing every day and couldn't write anymore. And I was still suffering with the impact of that trauma from years gone by. And I I decided to create something to to sort of help dismantle it. And in the process of writing the story, I felt less captive and less, less constrained. And the process of sharing it with my mom was very therapeutic for both of us as well.
0: And was she, did you find her instantly believing of you and supporting of?
1: I I did. Um, There were a couple of, I, I had already shared with her the kidnapping at that point. And I did not immediately share it with her. It was more than a decade later that I had. Similarly, I felt so damn ashamed yeah. and filthy and ruined and all those yeah. awful things. But I had waited so long to share that with her. And she said, at, upon reading the novel, she said, You know, there were a couple of times in your life when I knew something had happened, and I'd many times I'd uh, been blessed to grow up with a very spiritual, wonderful, accepting, receptive mother. I still didn't want to tell her though, Mm -hmm. Um, but she said I I I'd made entrees into getting you to share, and I and I knew that you would when you were ready. And she immediately, of course, believed it. Um, she was always that way, but she'd also said, "I knew, I knew something happened around that time. I didn't know if it was that your father and I were splitting, but I suspected it was something deeper." Wow.
0: So, was the abuser, the rapist, the pedophile? Uh known to the family or known to her, because that tends to be what happens,
1: well, obviously the babysitter was she lived down the street, yeah no I'm uh, when... but and then at age fourteen, I just I wanted to include the babysitter now that I've thought about that mm-hmm. because I remember whenever she would come over, she'd say, Let's do something nasty. that was her quote, mm-hmm. and I was like, good god now that i'm thinking about it that was how she'd say it and i was always like no but she'd lock us in the bathroom together so anyway but i did want to say that yes she was she lived down the street and was a neighbor's daughter um but that
0: person yeah at at 14
1: 14 he was a boy in town my parents knew of him but did not know him they knew his father
0: so you know wow you okay lovely one
1: i am i am thank you
0: okay we are going to close out there for part one please stay there cheryl and uh we'll come back with part two um audience you know lots of power in these interviews just you know amazing cheryl being able to share a really deep held part of her actually and and i know that she's going to feel so much better and her weight will be lifted the uh the power she shares and too in, in terms of a lot of things she said already things like the captivity of the mind and isn't that true and can't we relate and and just to be able to make sense of all of that is is so important so as always lovely ones I see you I stand beside you and I believe you